Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fine friends. Welcome to episode nine of season four of the Tom Petty Project podcast. I am your host, Kevin Brown. This is the podcast that digs into the entire Tom Petty catalogue, song by song, album by album, and includes conversations with musicians, fans, and people connected with Tom along the way. Uh, I hope everyone's staying safe and avoiding the heat waves, which seem to be battering large parts of the world right now. Thankfully, I have air conditioning at home, and the worst thing I'm having to deal with right now is a pinched sciatic nerve, which has reduced me to hobbling around the house at the pace of an arthritic turtle. Anyway, my sore butt isn't really the focus of this podcast, so let's get back to that. Uh, today's episode looks at the penultimate track from the fourth Heartbreakers album, The Criminal Kind. If you're tuning in for the first time, I don't embed the music in the episode itself for copyright reasons, so please go look for a link to the song in the episode notes and give it a listen before we dig in. In August 1964, the USS Maddox is allegedly attacked by North Vietnamese patrol boats in the Gulf of Tonkin, an attack which is later disputed. President Johnson calls for airstrikes on Vietnamese patrol boat bases, signalling the start of the US's more direct involvement in the war, which raged until 1975, claiming the lives of more than 58,000 American soldiers. Approximately 2.7 million men and women served during the conflict, and it formed a rift in American society and sparked the start of the hippie counterculture movement and the Summer of Love. It was also the inspiration, or at least partly, for the lyrics to The Criminal Kind. Specifically, as Tom tells Paul Zolo in Conversations with Tom Petty, I think it was inspired by Vietnam veterans who had been back for quite a while, but they got no respect at all, and I'd been reading this thing about how they had been shoved over to one side. The plight of veterans returning from the war, and the lack of financial and medical support they received, as well as the uh, cultural isolation many of them faced by their fellow Americans, is well documented at this point, and it led indirectly to the coining of the term post-traumatic stress disorder, formerly known as shell shock. In response to Paul mentioning the line, they're calling you a sickness, disease of the mind, Tom says, Agent Orange had made them all sick, and the veterans' hospitals weren't treating them. I think that inspired that line, and probably a lot of the song. Dog tags on the mirror, hanging down on a chain. That was that. Vietnam vets. The criminal kind starts with a four-count counting from Tom, with Stan joining on the 2-3 before coming in with a, a steady drum fill to begin the song. The most immediately noticeable feature of this track is Mike Campbell's slide guitar, and it's mixed all the way over in that left channel, as it frequently was on the first two albums. I've talked plenty about the interplay between Tom and Mike, and I'm sure I'll talk about it plenty more, but this song might be the best example of how they play off each other on Hard Promises. The chord progression in this song sounds super simple at first glance, with the verses playing around an A chord and a suspended or minor or suspended minor chord, um, which gives that sort of foreboding sound, but I can't tell exactly what that second chord is. And the chord charts online listed as A sus two, but to my ear, I can still hear that minor third note in the, in the you know that's in that chime. And the slide part also sounds as it slides through the minor, as does Benmont's keyboard at times, or at least it sounds like that to me. It also sounds a little bit more like fifths than full major chords in parts, um, and that could just be my ears playing tricks on me. And maybe it's one for Mike Campbell if I ever get to speak to him. The third line in the in the verse slides up to C major and the same suspension in C. And on the change back from C to A, that most definitely sounds like Tom's playing a full major A chord. So this progression isn't quite as simple as you might think at first. 
During the verses, the two guitars basically keep time with Mike sliding up to the C and adding in slide licks over top of Tom's slow sort of rhythmic strumming pattern. And into the chorus, we get that bright full D major chord and then the suspended A chord that I can't quite place up to E7, down to D7, back to that suspended A before we end on that suspended C chord. So again, straightforward enough on the face of it if you know which chords they're playing, but with just a little subtle variation here and there. And so after that first chorus, there's a the two-bar break in that same A, A-sus progression before the second verse starts, and this is where the track really gets funky, with Benmont playing some deliciously filthy organ licks, sliding around the progression in almost in opposition to the guitar slides, and into the second chorus, the organ part fills out that treble space beautifully, and Benmont really isn't sitting in the pocket at all in this one, but taking some lead. The four-bar bridge on this one really sort of changes the mood of the song and has, has its roots almost in those sort of southern rock bands as it sits on one chord. So we've got four bars at D7 before it drops back into that verse-chorus pattern for the guitar solo, which extends the chorus progression for an extra four bars. And this one's another what I'd call a like a, a textural solo, if that makes sense. It's not like a ripping blues jag like Running Down a Dream or a really melodic lead solo like American Girl. It's just one of those that builds the energy of the bridge back out into that last verse. Uh, and Benmont also and Ron Blair adding little little bits in there too to sort of really get that build up into that last um, into that last verse. Speaking of Ron Blair, um, plays one of his trademark runs in the intro and then sits on the root notes for the verses before adding in a little more sauce to the chorus and stepping up into the octaves as he likes to do. He adds a few more fifth notes and broken chords into the second chorus, and there's a really tasty little run after the line. What are you going to do? You're running out of time. So listen out for that because I love it. Um, in the bridge, he throws in a trademark Ron octave switch on the root and then adds in those little runs again, which you know continue through the chorus as he matches those double drum kick hits. It's another really tight, really complimentary bass line from Ron and it builds through the solo, again, adding more pace and energy to that section. Everything about Stan Lynch's drum groove in this one just swings. But rather than being a, you know, a bluesy jazzy swing on the, on the cymbals, like on the ride or something, he swings the kick in the snare pattern. And if you listen to the fills, you get a very good sense of this as they're coming in on the quarter measures between notes as well as on the root notes. There's also some added percussion in this one. I think Shakers again, if you listen to it, probably not Maracas. Um, and I would imagine that's being played by Phil Jones, who again pe- appears on the album. If you listen carefully, the shakers are actually coming in on an eighth or maybe even a sixteenth note timing before or after some of the main beats in the four-beat bar. It's a cool little addition that just adds to the overall rhythmic sort of feel and the rhythmic swing of the song. On a very slightly nerdy note, I adore how bright and clean stand cymbals are in this track. And I talk lots about the drums during some episodes, and this one's a great groove, but doesn't stretch stand too much. But I think, again, that because the drums are recorded so beautifully and they sound so big and present, it really adds to that, that big swing feel. They're not quite as bombastic as they are on some of the heavier rockers, but they still shine through wonderfully in the mix. The song fades out gently, Mike Campbell taking us home with some of those gorgeous slide fills, and Benmont adding in some great organ licks, and Ron Blair also adding in some, uh, so a little bit of sauce in there on the bass as well. Alrighty, it's time for some petty trivia again. Uh, last week's question was this. As well as Tom and Mike, which other heartbreaker has a writing credit on Stevie Nicks' album, Belladonna? The answer is, as most of you got right, Ben Montench, who co-wrote Kind of Woman, which is track two on the album. Ben Mont also played on this album and seven out of eight of Stevie's solo records through the years, forming a close musical bond with her. And as well as being a founding member of the Heartbreakers, Ben Mont went on to have a career as a prolific collaborator and session player with dozens of other artists, including Bob Dylan, Aretha Franklin, Don Henley, Warren Zevon, Jackson Brown, and Ringo Starr. Your question for this week is this. 
Ron Blair left the band after the recording of Our Promises, but which was the first album he appeared on after his departure. Okay, back to the song. And Tom's painting one of his sort of, I'd call it like one of his sinister mood pictures in the lyrics of this one. As I started out by saying, most of the lyrics are deliberately inspired by Vietnam vets and the, their treatment by their own government when they returned home. Lots of them became destitute and coupled with the mental health challenges they faced, it meant that lots of them also ended up in situations where they drifted into the criminal life. And Tom really throws his weight behind them getting revenge in that last verse. Then I hope they give hell to every son of a bitch and whoever let him get a taste of the criminal life. And again, that excellent line, yeah, they're calling you a sickness, disease of the mind. I like that one because it really makes it makes that line personal. He doesn't say they're calling it a sickness, but rather calling you a sickness, which is far more direct and far more confrontational. I also love the line at the end of the second verse, which starts, oh, you don't get tired or you don't ever want to quit. No matter's been a long time and you still don't fit. Dog tags on your mirror, hanging down from a chain. And then Tom finishes this one with the line, give up little sister, this ain't going to change. So I like that because it's directly acknowledging the female vets who came back from the war as well as the male vets. At least that's my read on it. I think it was Gwen Jones who I was discussing Tom's respect and regard for women with. And this is another example of female characters or women in general not being stage props in his songs. Vocally, it's a solid performance with Tom sitting right in his mid-range and leaning into his drawl at times and playing with the pronunciation, which he always does so well. Listen to the way he sings the word sickness in that first chorus. He just lets the word fall away emphasising the insult he feels this word implies. In the second chorus, he delivers it in a more Dylan-esque way, again making it the key word in that part of the song. And then in the third chorus, he glints full into that Dylan style to finish it off. Somewhat surprisingly, I think, maybe, um, this one hasn't been included in any of the compilations that have been released to date. And as far as I can tell, uh, it was never played live. So it sits as one of those rock-solid album tracks that Tom had a knack for writing. Not killer, but not exactly filler either. Okay, folks, that's all for this week. Um, for me, The Criminal Kind is all about the organ work Benmont lays down, especially starting in that second verse, which shows his, you know, his real character and chops. It gives the song such a sleazy feel and complements that swing beat really, really well. It's also an interesting song thematically, and like something big from this album, it's another track that doesn't sound like anything they've recorded up to this point. I'm going to give The Criminal Kind a 7 out of 10. It was going to be a 6, but Benmont's sexy organ, oh, come on, grow up. Anyway, yeah, that organ really elevates it to a seven for me. Keyboard was the first instrument I ever played, or piano, so I'm always happy to hear Ben taking a lead melodic role in any song. Please remember that you can continue to support humanitarian efforts in the Ukraine in many different ways, and I would urge you to do so and con or continue to do so if you have the means. Um, and again, I've left that link to the Red Cross donation page in the episode notes for the foreseeable future, and we'll, I'll keep talking about that because I think it is still important and we, we certainly can't let that slip from our from our minds. The Tom Petty Project is a proud member of the Deep Dive Podcast Network. If you like nerding out over your favourite bands, go check them out on Twitter at DeepDivePodNet and see if there's a pod dedicated to your favourite artist. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The Tom Petty Project and on Twitter at Tom Petty Project. And you can, of course, always find me on YouTube. So go follow, like, subscribe as applicable and please leave a rating or a review. Keep talking to me on social media. And if you haven't joined uh, the Tom Petty Nation and Tom Petty Fans Forever groups on Facebook, do that as well because they're excellent communities and they're well worth hanging out in. 
Um, a reminder that the Tom Petty Project is not affiliated with the Tom Petty Estate in any way. And when you're looking for Tom's music, please visit all the official channels, like the, the official YouTube channel or the um, or Spotify or Apple or and go get your music legally. Um, if you're looking for merchandise, please go to TomPetty.com. Um, it's all the official merchandise is housed on that site. Until we meet again next week, keep listening to and sharing Tom's music. Try to be kind. Try to say I love you to someone at least once a day. Stay safe and healthy, and I'll be back with you next week to talk about the final track from Hard Promises. You can still change your mind. Bye-bye.